The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. First thing you're going to talk about on the show is this uh, research carried out by News Talk with Amorok about Christmas, Christmas habits. You might have heard Andrea, for example, yesterday talking about people's uh, spiritual habits around Christmas. Today we are talking about the new set piece in people's lives on Christmas Day, not mass in the morning, dinner in the afternoon or the evening for some people. Because it turns out that actually there's an awful lot of people who have dinner after six o'clock and after six o'clock at night. Can you imagine what sick people are out there eating dinner after six o'clock at night? Almost, almost 500,000 people have. Oh, my God, I can't even bring myself to, to contemplate it. Sinead Ryan, I hear, is one of them. Consumer columnist with the Irish Independent, a presenter of the Home Show here on News Talk. Simon Tierney is with me as well. News Talk's home. I can't, I can't even bring myself to talk to Sinead yet, Simon. You're going to have to provide some sort of buffer here. I'm so appalled at people who have dinner that late in the evening. Um, uh, turkey and ham is is the centrepiece to that set piece. Um, still in most people's homes. 78% of people uh, having turkey. 15%, still sizable enough, have something else. Beef or chicken, for example. Where, where does the turkey and ham tradition come from? The turkey and ham tradition is actually a lot more modern than you might think, Kieran. Um, like until the fifties, really, uh, it was much more traditional, at least in an Irish context, to have a goose. Um, that was the way to do it. It was smaller. It was more economic. It was more widely available. Um, very few people would have a roast goose now, but it really began to change, I suppose, in the Victorian period. Queen Victoria famously herself with Prince Albert enjoyed a a roast goose uh, at Christmas 1851. And of course, it was her husband that brought the Christmas tree over to this part of the world from from Germany as well. So Albert and Victoria are responsible for a lot of the Christmas traditions that we enjoy um, to this day. But um, I think the other thing that really shifted people towards the turkey, which would have been considered very extravagant in the mid-20th century in Ireland, is that it could feed a lot more people potentially, whereas the goose tends to be a bit fatty and wouldn't have as much meat on the bones, as they say. So, as I said, 78% of people uh, still have turkey. I mentioned the 10%, almost 10% who have their dinner at 6pm or later. What time of the day do you have dinner in your house, Okay, so this is a really controversial one. But traditionally in our family um, and my parents, who would have dictated what time we have it at, it would have been in the late afternoon, which is what you clearly... Uh, are siding with there, Kieran. I'm hosting Christmas dinner for our family for the first time this year in okay. Knockline, and we're having it later. And this actually came up because my oh, sister, like my Sinead. sister's coming over, and she was booking a taxi to go back to her gaff after, and she had booked the taxi. And then I said, "No, we're having Christmas dinner beginning at six, or even." 10 past 6 oh, on Christmas Day. So she actually God had to ta- change the time of her taxi. I didn't know you were one of these. Look, but you see, you're a big culture head, not you? And you take your dinner like at lunchtime, like which is the rest the of, of the day. <laughs> yeah. But like for me, I don't want to, like if you have Christmas dinner at lunchtime, then the day is kind of amputated at the knees. They're, you're kind of, you're you're cutting off the rest of the evening and everyone's kind of lounging around stuffed in front of the telly have the dinner in the evening and then you're leaving 
the pièce de la résistance of the day to the end, the great crescendo of the day, rather than cutting it in the middle. That's what I reckon. The overwhelming majority of people, uh, 94% according to our survey, would have dinner in their own house or a family member's house, be it parents, relatives uh, or in-laws. Like I say, most people eating turkey. uh, Most people have sense and they have their dinner in, well, the middle of the afternoon. I'll I'll make an allowance on Christmas Day to push it slightly later than noon, but I'm not sure about six o'clock. Noon, that's breakfast time. Ten, ten people or fewer uh, is is the most common amount of people uh, you might have uh, at Christmas dinner. Uh, Sinead Ryan, why do you eat your Christmas dinner too late? Well, I'm delighted to see that two of the three people in this conversation have a very civilised uh, Christmas day dinner. <laughs> Deviance. <laughs> Which, uh, Deviance, case, the pair of you. <laughs> Which in my case, well, I don't have my dinner in the middle of the day on the other 364 days of the year. So I really don't see why Christmas should be any different. Uh, I am very much looking forward to having a leisurely morning, not having to get up at the crack of dawn to stick a turkey in the oven, uh, and then to be able to have the whole day to prepare and plan for the seven people that I am going to have in my house. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, and we will sit down to eat at a most civilised six o'clock or possibly a little bit later. That's not to say that we won't have had a little tipple or a nice brunch or Yeah, what are you going to have for, if you're not way. eating dinner till six you're going to have to have lunch so like that introduces a, a, a kind of a whole new meal on the day in my mind what, what are you going to do at lunchtime? Well what we normally do is and remember we've no small children uh, left so I think it is different if you're trying to put kids to bed and they've had a fraught day and they've been up since four in the morning to see Santa and all of that uh, I mean we won't get up any earlier on Christmas Day than we would on a lovely leisurely weekend morning and um, we'll have brunch maybe with whoever's in the house or whoever wants to visit there'll be sausages and rashers and eggs and brown bread and all that put on and uh, that leaves me with plenty of time to sort out the rest of the stuff no stress very relaxed, radio on in the background and uh, it'll be a most pleasant day and I might even get out for a lovely walk in the crisp air as well. I mean, how stress-free is that? Why would you want to put yourself under the stress of putting dinner on the table at one o'clock oh, in the geez, day? I'd be starved if I didn't have my dinner by one o'clock in the day. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, I'd be an awful <laughs> crank all afternoon. Kieran, you'll have a two litre of milk beside you anyway. To oh, keep I will absolutely <laughs> drink milk with my Christmas dinner, Simon. You can be sure of it. Um, Simon, will you have Turkey and hat, will you have the traditional Victorian Christmas dinner? Yes, we will. Um, a Brazilian twist? There will be a slight Brazilian twist, yeah. My wife is Brazilian, so um, we'll probably have a few caipirinhas uh, before with some cachaça and um, maybe uh, a little panettone uh, after the meal rather than the traditional plum pudding. Panettone uh, is is very big in, in Brazil. But I mean, for me, like I'm feeling a little bit anxious about the whole thing, Kieran, because I am preparing a meal for 11 people. <gasps> this is my first Christmas dinner as the head chef. Okay. And um, I'm kind of relying on a few different sources. Like Darina Allen had a brilliant kind of beginner's guide in the Irish Examiner during the week. And I've, I've kept that. I've clipped that. And um, she's got some great tips. Like, for example... This is one thing I'm going to do because like um, Sinead said, you don't want to be too caught up with the cooking when you could, you're sacrificing good yeah. drinking time. So I'm going to parboil and fluff up the potatoes the night before and put them in the fridge as per Dorina Allen. And I'm also going to blanch and prepare the 
um, Brussels sprouts the night okay. before as well. So there's going to be a lot of stuff done the night before. Sinead, I am like Simon, we're preparing uh, for a big crowd this year. And you, you kind of, uh, on the one hand, there's a group of people who say to you, don't overthink it, you're just cooking dinner. And on the other hand, somebody will say, you might just be cooking dinner, but here's a timetable that begins a day and a half in advance <laughs> of that dinner for you to follow in detail. I don't know when I ever planned a dinner a day and a half. I rarely plan it more than an hour in advance, uh, what I happen to be eating. So you, you have been through this. So what's the advice? Well, I think planning is really, really important because, uh, mainly because if you're eating turkey, uh, then your oven is going to be full. Well, the, uh, normal people yes. will have a regular sized oven. It's going to be full for hours and hours and hours. And therefore, if you don't plan the rest of the food around it, um, you're going to find yourself running out of cooking space. So I will generally, uh, my, my absolute go-to rule is cold starter, cold dessert. So no pots and pans and fiddly things that have to be put in under a grill or an oven or anything like that. So so I can plan. I usually make a, a smoked salmon and then a fresh salmon mousse. I'll make that absolutely a day or two in advance. That can just sit in the fridge. Uh, and then a dessert, uh, which my husband is in charge of. So I don't know what he's going to do there. And of course, I will get a plum pudding. I'm not going to make one. I'm going to buy one. Marks and Spencer's have the absolute best one. That's what I'm going with. Uh, and to be honest with you, the rest of it will look after themselves because the, the potatoes and veg can go in when the turkey's out resting. So that's the other top tip. Your turkey has to be out a good 45 minutes before you carve it. That's plenty of time to do the rest. And listen, if it makes it to the table, that's fine. If it doesn't put on peas and carrots, I mean, who cares? There's so much food around on Christmas Day mm. and in the weeks before and after. Like, it's not worth getting stressed out. Everybody else is sitting there, you know, drumming the table and you're just whizzing around the kitchen. It's not worth that. So, you know, cut back if you can. Don't don't overthink it. Well, the pair of you might be retrobates when it comes to the time you eat your Christmas dinner, but a good <laughs> advice nonetheless. Sinead, thank you very, very much and happy Christmas. And by the way, yeah? and happy Christmas to you, Kieran and Simon. And if anybody wants to find out more about the history of uh, food traditions, I have uh, the wonderful uh, food historian Regina Sexton on the home show uh, on uh, tomorrow morning. And she will be talking us through food from the medieval to modern times. And you can hear all about it there. Oh, great stuff. Really interesting. Uh, Sinead Ryan, who's presenter of the home show, uh, columnist as well consumer columnist with the Irish Independent and our very own uh, Simon Tierney thank you both very much Catherine says we had two Christmas dinners for over 20 years one of my mum's and then in her sister's house it was mad but brilliant great memories says Catherine John says there'll be 15 for Christmas dinner this year and 40 to 50 does he mean that 40 to 50 for dinner on Stephen's Day but it's a doddle because it's in my sister-in-law's house. Easy peasy. So John is just there for the eating, it sounds. And Jack and Mullingar says, don't use the 20 minute per pound rule when cooking. Get a thermometer. It was a game changer in our house three years ago. One listener uh, wondering whether the new puppy likes turkey or not. He might be eating leftovers uh, for a few days. The lovely Louie has never had turkey, but that may change on Monday week. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.